welcome to an all-new edition of Press YYZ, the only Canadian gaming podcast you can catch live on Twitch every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, as well on podcast services and YouTube every single Thursday. My name is Mr. Mitch George, joined as always by the man behind the ones and twos, Mr. Alexander Cozy Cozina. Hey, 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 hey. I have a new microphone. It's real good, but it also has its quirks. If my audio suddenly goes kaput midway through the stream, don't blame me, blame the mic. Uh, he's got to go fast, Mr. Nathan McInerney. Yo, top 5,000. Woo! And joining us for this special edition of Press YYZ, friend of the show? Fan of the show? Both? Friend of us? Mr. Uh, Justin Das. How you doing, Justin? I didn't rehearse anything. I, I didn't plan to what to how to do my intro. Wow, this is an honor. Thanks, friends. Well, just tell... Tell people who you are then as an intro. That, uh, that'll that'll be sufficient. Sure, I'm a fan. Uh, I'm based here in Canada as well, with just like these guys. Uh, great friends with Mitch, Nathan, and Alex. Uh, we all met at EGLX at the first kind of funny meetup, meet and uh, been a fan and a friend since then. I think that's awesome, it. Awesome. I like games. Um, yeah, we we know, and we talk about games all the time, which is why we have you here to talk about lots of games. I do, however, I don't think we're talking about the gunk yet tonight because as we announced last week, uh, we're going to spend a couple of weeks playing through the gunk and we're going to all come back together next week and talk all about that game. So do look forward to that conversation next week. I, we all had a good chance to play through it. Yes, Cozy? I have no problem at all waiting till next week to unveiling my full thoughts on the gunk. I do want to just get a quick room check. How much of the gunk have each of us played? Because I've played... I want to say maybe five to six hours of it. Nathan? I've played five and a bit hours and I'm done. I finished it. Oh, okay. I'm playing a little bit slower than you then, probably. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I... it was a short game. Yeah, it's not a very long game. I So I played through it a bit over the holidays and then we decided we were going to do this and I haven't yet restarted it. Mm. Uh, so I may just pick it up from where I left off, which was maybe two and a half, three hours into the game. Okay. Fair, fair. So yeah, look forward to thoughts on that next week. Uh, look forward to more of Nathan streaming Mortal Kombat tomorrow right here on yes. Twitch. Mortal Kombat! How'd last week go? Um, it was good. You know, uh, we were playing through... So the focus is to play through the story mode over the next few weeks. I think that'll take us through the end of January. Um, and really just to get to experience the story. Nether Realms does story better than anybody. And it's really good so far. Lots of throwbacks um, uh, to the older games and uh, the time travel stuff's really cool in it. I'm excited to get to the DLC story as well. So, yeah, it, it's going good. Okay. It's enjoyable. Good. Yep. I'm glad to hear it. Um, but yeah, so the, well, that is that. And I had the other thing open and I closed it because I'm dumb. Uh, but what's up, guys? How's things been? How's your week been? It's, it's been, been good. really cold in Montreal. Yeah, I mean, it's been good in general, but really, really cold. <laughs> Here too. Yesterday was really cold. I but I went out today for the first time in a while. Just go for a walk. It's a good idea, and uh, it wasn't as bad. I know yesterday was a lot more bad, but yeah. I probably should have done that today. Honestly, I got so into work that I just kind of like sat and was heads down the whole day, and it, it was hard to pull myself away from it. Um, but yeah. Uh, but we're here to talk about games. We talk about games, we talk about how we've been doing, but let's talk about some games. Um, so yeah, Nathan, you mentioned Forza. You've been playing more Forza? I've been playing uh, Forza. Like, this is not a surprise. I enjoy Forza. I called it my game of the year last year, and it really was. Um, uh, so 
uh, there's the accolade system. You guys are familiar with the accolade system in the game? Yep, I am. Yeah. Uh, just it kind of is like a litmus test to how much completion you've done for the game. I decided to over the past few days get all the rival challenges done on each of the courses, and I just finished that a few hours ago before the podcast started, actually. Um, and that pushed me up back into the top five thousand in the world again. I'm like four thousand three hundred or something for a completion of fifteen million players. So there's something that just keeps driving me to get these accolades and try and get as much as I can done in this game. There is an ending to this game, correct, Nathan? I've not finished it myself. Like an end, you can roll credits. Well, except there is no credits. It never ran credits. Well, but it was like you've completed the story or whatever. Because I think yeah. I got to that point, but that was you get to, kind of where I stopped playing. You get to the Hall of Fame, and then that's kind of I guess where the game ends. It's like your big boss race, the Goliath, which goes right around the island. Um, okay. But yeah, no, like there's a, a ending. Hold on a sec. Um, I'll be honest with um, it's oh. playground games, right? Sorry, uh, something uh, just happened with uh, our stream where it seems like everybody got frozen for a quick sec. We're back though. Okay. Um, uh-huh. So sorry. Uh, so with um, playground games doing the next fable, it's going to be a while before we see another Forza Horizon. Would be my guess. We're probably talking like four or five years, like likely. Um, but I would like to see them take some of this, depending on what happens with Forza, I'd like to see them take some of that story and actually put it into, um, put it into, uh, a little more story into Forza Horizon 6 or if they reboot it or whatever they end up doing. No, we'll get to this later. We'll, we'll get to this later, but, um, do you think we'll see another Forza from turn 10? Well, I yeah, that's, I think that's, we'll that's the plan, right? That's the plan, right? This yeah. year, yeah, we'll talk yeah. about it. It's been announced that it's a reboot. It's Forza Motorsports. It's not eight because the last one was no, seven. It's just called For- Forza Motorsport. Yeah, yeah. So we will get to talking about our hype levels heading into 2022 in gaming in a bit. I'm sure Forza will be part of that conversation as well as a number of other things. Yep. So that'll be fun to get to mm. towards the back half. Uh, this their uh, podcast. But yeah. So Nathan, is there? For for someone who was casual with it and pretty much just dropped out because Halo dropped, yes. <laughs> what what is the reason to go back to Forza Horizon? So is there one every week? There's new challenges that are put in with new cars that you can get from the challenges, and um, so there's like a week of prob like every week for three to five hours worth of content that you can do. That's um, like remixed. Uh, you get like all the cars that you can get from the like the weekly content drops are um, new to the game, so they weren't they aren't available unless you get them through those posts. I'm actually like, once I get the seven the seven left from this month, I'll have every single car in the game. My car collection will be complete till they add more. So really, honestly, here's the big deal about Forza. It's satisfied my inner collector thon like to no extent like it's just like a checklist of here's things you can do and you can check check things off you can collect things and it's um doing that to an insane degree see that that's been me with halo with the battle pass because i didn't mm-hmm. buy the battle pass for season one of halo infinite and it's been great to check things off that list but then I think the one thing they're not doing that it sounds like Forza is doing a good job of is actually having meaningful rewards for people to unlock throughout the week. Because yeah. for me, I can keep chipping away at this battle pass that I have until I think the beginning of May to finish. Yep. Or, I mean, you have it forever. So I have until the beginning of May until the next one drops. 
But really the only motivator for me to play would be whatever the weekly ultimate challenge reward is. Mm -hmm. And this week it is a weapon emblem or no, it's an armor emblem. Yeah. And it's an emblem that they've given away already as a, a like an icon and as a weapon emblem. So it's just the same thing, but for a different spot. Yeah. And it's like to go through all that work for one thing just mm -hmm. doesn't seem like a meaningful use of my time. So last month's big reward uh, for total points was uh, for the series was like the Lamborghini um, SVJ, I believe. I'm missing. Anyways, um, in the auction house, those things are selling for 20 million now because there's so few of them out there. So I mean that's cool, but also like it just goes to like it's something else I was reading this week on like the the player base of Battlefield 2042 has dwindled significantly on PC so much so that it is now the third most popular Battlefield game on Steam behind four and one. This is not surprising. Which is kind of insane to me. Um, which on it, I I actually will talk about this in a bit when we talk about um. Uh, what the frig is this? Oh, Rainbow Six. Uh, that's coming out in a little bit. Uh, when we talk about 2022 games. Okay. But um, for me, it's just like it. So few people completing those rewards just shows that unfortunately the player base has probably dwindled to a degree that Microsoft doesn't want to talk about because of how successful Halo's been. And we all said when Halo was coming that it's going to eat Forza's lunch, and unfortunately, it looks like that might have been the well, case. Well, I said that. I believe there are many people yeah, who said that they said would it. work well together. <laughs> I had hoped they would, but everyone loves the new hotness. Yeah. Unfortunately. That's what it comes down to. I still think there's enough people playing Forza. Um, I think those like monthly challenges, some of them are really hard to get because the trials are excessively hard. They're not easy. Like they are definitely harder. So um, they make you work for them. Um, definitely a little bit. So that could be part of it too. You had to keep going. It's such a perfect transition from that last sentence. Now I got to think and I can't think. So Justin, you're the guest. I want you to talk about something. So tell us about this month's PlayStation Plus title that I claimed and have not yet downloaded and should I download it? And that is Deep Rock Galactic. Uh, Deep Rock Galactic is okay. And you don't need to rush out to get it. A ringing uh, endorsement. Yeah, sorry. Uh, it, it's fun. It's fun. Um, a lot of people have... So I will give this... Uh, a little bit, bit of a backstory with this game and also a previous game that kind of gave me the reason why I picked it up. So a good friend of mine had told me, Justin, we met by playing this game called Helldivers, which was a four-player uh, well, yeah. procedural generated uh, fighting game, or not even a fighting game, a shooting game where you would just shoot aliens and robots and think more cyborgs anyways yeah so you, and a you would big do a game you, from the yeah. early days of the vita yes it was uh on vita it was on the playstation 4 i think even on three at one point maybe yeah uh, it's a fun game it's a great game um we never got a hell divers 2 which i'm still worried about because i don't know what arrowhead is doing and that's the developer deep rock galactic uh does something similar in the sense that it's procedurally generated it's four players you got different classes you got a driller, a gunner, um, an engineer, and each one has their perks to helping you mine material. So it's like a little bit of Minecraft, too, on top of the action. So it's kind of cool like that. The problem I have, I'm playing as the driller class, so I just get to go and burrow deep into the cavern. 
but I don't know where I'm going. And even when I look at that map, which is 3D symmetrical, uh, for people who are listening to the audio, I'm making hand gestures of a cave. But I basically, it's a 3D uh, rendering of a cave, and you can go up or down and all around, and you're trying to find material, and sometimes you can get lost. I don't think the onboarding is very good with the tutorial, um, but I'm still early, and I'm willing to play this game, but I want to play this game with friends. Uh, I think you get AI partners, from my understanding, if you play single player. Um, but it's basically just mining materials in different missions, going and upgrading it, and you're a bunch of dwarves having fun. So a little See, Minecraft thing. I'll play. You let me know when you want to drop into this, and I'll drop into it. I'll get it mm -hmm. downloaded and everything. Me too. And as of December 3rd, 2020, Arrowhead, now employing 60 and 65 developers, are working on a next-generation third-person cooperative game. And that's all we know. That's all we but know. They are... They are working on a game, but I'm sure the pandemic had something to do with us not having heard more of it. Hopefully, you know, maybe we hear from Arrowhead this year. Hopefully, yeah. <clears throat> so I remember seeing a trailer for this game years ago at Jeff Keighley's Game Awards, and I had thought that this game had released uh, for like quite some time ago. I was partially correct. It released this month on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, but it released uh, in early access way back in 2018 on Xbox consoles. So this is a game that like, has had a lot of time to kind of gestate. And what, what you're saying, Justin, is that like, despite that, it doesn't feel perhaps as fully baked as it could have been. Correct. It does not feel fully formed in my opinion, but I'm still early on. Um, I think there's something there. I just don't think there's a hook yet. That makes me want to keep going back into a cave with my friends. I think some of the missions run a little bit too long when you can't find the material that you're supposed to find. And so, yeah, that I think that there are things that they can work out, but we'll see if, if it has staying power. It's free. Get it. It's on PlayStation Plus. It's on Game Pass too, uh, right? Yeah. I think it is. Is it? Well, yeah. Get it on yeah, game. I saw it in there and thought about downloading it and just never got around to it. So now uh, on either platform, I'm down to give it a download and give it a shot. <laughs> is it cross -play? Anybody out there who wants to play video games? Probably not. I don't think so. Not to my knowledge. I would doubt it. I, I will say, you know, I'm watching footage of this game right now. There's something that tingles in my spine in a good way whenever I see a video game where you can theoretically mine anything around you uh, obviously we all know minecraft but this game's a little like just a touch more realistic and there's something really satisfying watching uh this dwarf character like mine the wall in front of him and that like realistically breaking apart as a result of that so the microsoft store version of the game whether that be on xbox or windows is an xbox play anywhere title so you can play that from PC to Xbox, if it's the Microsoft Store version, which it would be if you got it through Game Pass. However, the Steam version is not, and this page has not been updated since the PlayStation release. Mm. But knowing PlayStation's stance on crossplay, uh, probably not. Yeah, that's probably fair. <laughs> I got nothing. Um, I, was, I, I saw the stream froze. 
Yeah, no, 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 I was, I was real... I'm like, all right, what, how can I make this relate to PlayStation and I can't? So, Cozy, tell us about a short hike. Yeah, I, I was real concerned for a second because I was like, oh, shit, did, did things freeze again on my end? Or is Mitch, like, queuing up one no, my, my brain, of a transition? my brain broke. I am, honestly, I am fried this week. I've been training somebody at work, and it's just draining me every single day. So if I do put off that air, I apologize, but... Oh man, that's just the way I is tonight. You in get my crazy mind, off the wall, Mitch. You're doing like Rocky style montages all over the city of Toronto, just jumping over park benches, climbing upstairs. Is it anything like that? Not in the slightest. Yeah. So yeah, I played a short hike. You played a short hike as well, correct, Mitch? Did yeah, I played through that in like an hour. Yeah, this was uh, one of those really weird instances where, like, totally impromptu without talking to each other about it, we both happened to play this game. Um, I played it because I was just looking for something short and quick that I could complete in a small amount of time, not to get the trophies, although this is an easy platinum, but just because I'm like... Yeah, I gotta, I gotta follow a guide to get the platinum. I like to, you know, be able to say, hey, uh, a couple days have passed, I've completed a new game. When, you, when I go for, like, a couple of weeks without having completed a game I do feel like and this is like you know totally not something I should feel but you do feel a little bit weirdly guilty about it so I bought this game for that reason and yeah this is a, a fun little game it is a small but extremely dense and flush with things to do kind of 3D platformer uh, mechanically running jumping uh, flying around the world is just a, a breeze to behold art style looks a little bit weird but you get used to it real fast uh, did you change the art style at all cozy i never change it so i did to smooth out the lines a little bit and doing that the game felt a lot more i don't know playable at least for me i i understand the blocky aesthetic they were going for right. but smoothing it out it felt more like a a toem or a mm. chicory in terms of like it's not it doesn't look so grainy um, and it just felt more like 2D art in a 3D world, which was kind of fun. Um, but yeah, I, I had to go there immediately and just tinker with the settings myself. Yeah, like I said, I just, I, I kind of got used to it over time. It, it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, this game's definitely well worth checking out if anybody out there is like, oh man, I want the, the video game equivalent of taking a short hike. Well, there you go. There's literally a video game called A Short Hike. We'll say, and this is a very kind of nitpicky criticism, don't love a lot of the dialogue in the game. This is one of those weird games where it feels to me like they just sort of slap the same personality onto every character in the game with that personality being like sad, tired, tumbler teen texting their friends did you feel that way Mitch? See, i i, I love i loved the writing personally well it's um, i thought it i thought it was fun and tongue-in-cheek at times and kind of self-referential uh, and it kept me it kept me pretty engaged with the experience because it is a very basic like i got to put like oh i shouldn't be able to get up the mountain this way but i was able to get up that way and i'm like oh this is the end of the game i got to the top of the hill okay like i was just kind of surprised how much freedom there was to it and how the dialogue kind of just built these characters out in such a very short time into something that was at least entertaining and kept me engaged for the time that I put into it. But I do want to go back, like I said, follow a guide and get that platinum because it was a fun time and I want to see everything in the world that I wasn't able to see just in my own first playthrough blind of just, you know, Getting on a getting in a speedboat and running a race, but then the boat breaks down because you went off a jump and the yeah. boat broke. So you that was go a to really the boat captain funny, and fix the boat. weird moment. 
It's great. Like, yeah. There's lots of little but, things like that that you may or may not see depending on how you play the game. It's a lot of fun. It, this is for clarify, PlayStation Plus? Or this is for uh, just PlayStation? No, it's just on PlayStation. It was on sale, yeah. I think, for ten bucks uh, over the holidays. But I, yeah, I think it, I think it may have gone back to regular price now. But I am not well sure on that. Do not I, I think it's me. I think it's regularly ten bucks, but it was on sale for eight bucks, which is okay. not like that much of a crazy get to begin with. But also ten dollars isn't that money much money yeah. to begin with. So it is still twenty five percent off on the PlayStation yeah. Store. So if you're interested, pick it up before the sale ends, which uh, would be. Is it going to tell me or no? Uh, uh, probably next week. On the 20th. Okay. Well, I'll my January look, 20th, the sale. You line. guys kind of sold me on it. I'll take a, a look at it. I, I do want to elaborate on something. Earlier I said I didn't really love the writing. I think what I just don't like is that everybody in the game has seemingly the exact same personality. Like, they all kind of felt indistinguishable from me, even though a lot of their dialogue was, like, funny. Fair enough. Justin, you'll have to be the the judge of it. You play yeah. the game and you come back to us and let you know, let us know what you think. I would love to. Uh, speaking of tongue in cheek and funny writing, uh, Nathan's excited for this because I get to talk about the fact that I've been playing Paper Mario: The Origami King, Ooh. and I've kind of really like enjoyed it so far. Really? Uh, yeah, I'm having a good time. I mean, there, there's I. I'm enjoying the writing. I'm enjoying how tongue-in-cheek the Paper Mario games have been and continue to be with this, of how it can be very self-referential or breaks the fourth wall. And then I actually really dig the combat system because it's almost like a puzzle RPG in that there's a puzzle for each piece of combat. Because for those who don't know or aren't aware of what they did for this Paper Mario game, essentially your the combat is in this like ring, and you can rotate mm -hmm. the the ring around. Like there's four segments, four rings. You can rotate them around, or you can slide them. So slide slide squares from one side of the ring to the other. Uh, it can create some really interesting, challenging puzzle segments that I've actually really enjoyed. And then it's this same old, you know, time-based attack combat from Paper Mario of yore. It's, I've enjoyed it. I don't know right. how, if I'll stick with it. I would like to roll credits. We will see if I roll credits, but I'm also planning on doing a Nuzlocke run of Pokemon Sword between now and when Pokemon Le Legends Arceus comes out on the 28th. So uh, we'll see. My wife ran credits on this. She really enjoyed wow. it. The battle system, when I saw the ring system, just didn't do anything for me. And I watched her play See, a lot I of it. it. I figured it would for you, because you like puzzle games. I like puzzle games. It was something... I don't know what it was. It seemed almost too simple. Like, the fact that my wife was able to do it so easily, I think, was one of my big hurdles. There are puzzles that are easier, but there are some that, like... I, so there's, I saw some of the harder ones, a, too. Like, I saw the whole gambit as she played, and the bosses and everything yeah. else. Um, it just wasn't... The boss encounters are fun. Yeah, I don't know. At some point, I should try it, but there's so many games, and I've already seen the ending. Like, I've seen everything because my wife played in front of me. Yeah, I think that'll probably make it harder for you to go to it since you already know how the thing ends. Mm -hmm. But I think for me, someone coming in not... The only thing I'd really seen was maybe up to the first boss fight. Yep. Or the first couple of boss fights in, in people's streams or preview coverage and the like when the game came out. But being as far removed from its release as we are and playing it fresh for the first time, I'm having a blast with it. That's good to hear. Uh, so a lot of... up to the second major boss. Because there's like a minor and major boss for each of these um, ribbons, essentially. So I'm, I'm maybe like four or five hours in. Right. Um, so like a lot of... There are a lot of old school Paper Mario fans that 
can be a little bit exclusionary. So understand that I'm trying not to be that kind of a fan when I ask this, but I am kind of curious, like what is your past experience with the Paper Mario series prior to this game? Uh, I never played the GameCube one. The best Did you play the, the N64 one? I played the N64 one, but I was a kid, so I didn't finish it because I was a dumb kid. And I mean, I wasn't a dumb kid, but like I was a kid that was like, oh, I'm going to play this Mario game. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just going to, I didn't actually have an N64, so I'd play it at friends' houses, not really finish it. And then I played it almost through to completion on the Wii. Super Paper Mario. I played it in the, no, no, the virtual console version of Paper Mario. Oh, sorry. My apologies. Oh. I think. I think that came out on the Wii. It was either the Wii or the Wii U. Those kind of blended. It, it came out on both. It came out on both. Yeah. It was one or the other. But then I did play, I played through to completion Super Paper Mario, which I really enjoyed. Um, and I am a, I am a huge fan of the Mario and Luigi series. Mm. So those ser that series of RPGs on handhelds, I had almost all of them on the Game Boy and the DS. And I skipped the, three, the 3DS one for obvious reasons because people said it sucked. Um, but for Paper Mario, like I said, it, it's really just that one playthrough I did on the Wii or Wii U. I don't remember which. Um, yeah. Where I didn't finish it, but got pretty close. And honestly, this sure. feels a lot like that in some ways. And also has a bit of uh, a bit of a change to the way it's working with uh, some other things. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I've heard a lot of people, <coughs> including people that previously enjoyed the kind of original tri trilogy of Paper Mario games, say, yeah, this one's pretty good. This one uh, has its merits. It might not be an RPG like those uh, first few games, but it it's still special and worth playing. I think I just wish that we had a Mario RPG, a straightforward Mario RPG to play, period. If Nintendo from here on out wants Paper Mario to be a franchise where each new entry they kind of change up the way that the battle system works and it's never a lockdown RPG, that's fine. I'm willing to kind of let that go. I just, it's too bad that within the past few years, both Mario and Luigi and Paper Mario have kind of shuddered in the way that we either originally knew them or literally have shuttered and they're not happening anymore. In all fairness, Paper Mario kind of changed its, um, after, because after the thousand year door, the Wii one was, um, Super Paper Mario. And that was, right. a, yeah, it was a platformer. That was a platformer. Uh, it was almost more like, uh, like in a weird way, like an adventure game where it was more about yeah. like collecting items and like puzzling through environments. Which is, which is, this has a lot of that DNA, which is probably why I'm enjoying it because mm -hmm. I did enjoy a lot of, uh, Super Paper Mario, but I do like the way they've done turn-based combat here, and I like what they've done with the puzzle mechanic. Um, I do, like, there are times where I'm playing this, I'm like, I wish it had a proper RPG system of, you know, equipment and levels and stats and yep. all of these things, because really the only thing you're doing is every time you collect hearts, uh, or, like, every time you increase your max hearts, it also says, oh, it looks like you're a little bit stronger, and now your attacks do more damage in some non-determinate way that the player isn't aware of but it just kind of happens which is a good way to handle level scaling in a game like this where if you just want kids to play it yeah over time you're going to get better at it because you're playing the game and you're finding secrets and stuff mm -hmm. um but it would be nice to get one of those core mario rpgs either in the vein of this or 
uh, the Mario and Luigi series at some point, and I hope it comes back because I love those Mario Luigi games. At some point, we need to do an episode of the of Press YZ all about like either Paper Mario or just the Mario RPGs in general because the whole history of this franchise is super interesting in that the first three games in the series were called Paper Mario, but the paper aspect of them was really, I would say, largely just an aesthetic thing that didn't really have like much bearing on what you were actually doing minute to minute in those games and then it feels like over time nintendo is like let's actually make the paper like an integral part of these experiences to the point that this game is literally called the origami king which is a you know paper thing and so much of the gameplay is based around paper folding increasing like the, and en- the enemies in the game are all origami versions of characters you know from mario mythos which i think is a really fun play on the paper aspect of it mm-hmm. yeah it's it, it's fascinating. I think there's a lot to be said, but we obviously have other things that we want to move on to. So I won't be belong the conversation any further. That's well, not a word. Mitch is still early in it too, so we can further. hear more about it. Yeah, later. we'll talk about it more as I get like when I when I finish it, I'll bring it back and yeah. we can talk a little bit more about how I felt towards the end of the game. Chat, if, if me, I fell off or if I uh, stuck with it. Chat, let me know if I can turn belong into a real word because I'd like to use it. I think I mean, you got to ask the dictionary be, people to be, about that. Belong is a real word. I just don't think it means what you want it to mean. You mean the word prolong. Prolong. That is exactly That's what right. That's right. Thank you. See, this is why we had Justin on this podcast. Yeah, Thank see, you. English is hard. It is um, tough. And speaking, <laughs> English is hard. And speaking of English, a game that is not in English is Lost Judgment, I think, because it was originally Japanese. So, Nathan, tell me more about Lost Judgment. So, well, it's it's in English, too. Shush. Uh, I needed something. That was all I could come up with. I am fishing for straws here. Okay. Um, uh, in fact, the English dub uses the same voice actor as the English dub from Squid Games for the main character, Yagmi. Um, hmm, interesting. Yeah, just a fun little note there. If you enjoy Ooh. Squid Games, it's the same actor playing him. Um, you know, uh, so I talked about how um, I had beaten uh, Lost Judgment, and it ended up on my list of the top, like, my favorite games from last year. Well, so when I played Lost Judgment because there's like a mainline story quest as there is, but there's tons of little side quests and detective missions and stuff that you can do. I skipped all of them as I played Lost Judgment. Um, And my theory was, is that why when there's this murder case and government conspiracy, am I like stopping to, well, I think I talked about this on the podcast a little bit, stopping to um, like help somebody's, ninja dojo gym uh, get more people or like find a dog or like the things that I've been um, like didn't seem like they were important at the time because of what was going on in the background for the story. So I really took, um, so I mainlined the game, did the golden path, got through the entire story. And now I'm going through doing all the school missions. Uh, there's a bunch of different, like as your uh, advisor for the school, um, mini games and quests that come with being part of the school actually kind of reminds me of Persona a little bit. Um, not to mention around the two cities, there are tons of like side missions and stuff that you can do now too. I think that's the right way to play this game, honestly. I'm having a lot of time, fun just going through and doing all the side stuff now, now that I've finished the main stories. So... Uh, super unique, super fun. Lost Judgment is one of those games where, or in Judgment, where I didn't think I'd be into it, but I'm super, super into them. I would like to give them a try. Uh, I know they're from the Yakuza people who make those games, right? They're spinoffs of Yakuza. They're not e- like they. It's from the same company, but yeah, they're spinoffs yeah. of Yakuza. 
So, so did- the problem with that game is Yakuza is what six games, seven games almost S- now. Seven. Although I, the seventh I, was like a bit of a reboot. It was a remake of one, wasn't it? Yeah, there, there were like, a dragon? like yeah, dragon. we're talking about those ones like that. Um, the, the reason I bring this up is because I, I think I'm going to start with Judgment, then start with Lost Judgment for these kind of games, just because yeah. uh, I was intimidated by Yakuza because I'm like I, I'm a guy who wants to know the whole story. So that'd be like trying to jump into the MCU now while we're 27 ish movies in or whatever it is and multiple shows and just jumping into the latest one and expecting that everything makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, judgments. Um, well, it's a spinoff. It doesn't like it shares DNA of the cities and everything. Um, and a lot of the assets, but the stories are new and they don't really have characters from the other games. So you can start there and not have to worry about any of the Yakuza stuff. Um, and if you're looking just to jump into Yakuza, Yakuza 7 uh, or you, Like a Dragon is really like a kind of a spiritual reboot. It's a new main character for it is my understanding because I haven't played any of them too, but I started Like a Dragon. I need to get back to it actually. It's on Game Pass. Um, but because they made that game a turn-based um, RPG, um, they really went back to basics because they knew they'd have a whole fresh new audience for it. So. Right. Yeah, I think Game Pass gives them a good platform to share some of this stuff on. So it's good to see those games getting the love they are when they drop there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I want to do too. Like, I don't think the Judgment games are on Game Pass. They're not. Right? And actually, they've removed Kwame Zero and or Kwame Kwame Two and Zero from Game Pass last yeah. week. So I oh. may just jump into Like a Dragon just to see what it's like. Yeah, I'd say check out Like a Dragon. Honestly, if you've played any of the Dragon Quest games, there are so many homages to Dragon Quest. It's really funny. Um, they even reference Dragon Quest in the game. The oh. main hero idolizes the characters from it. See, that's fun. So. That's fun. Paying respect to things we care about. Yep. Always a good time. Hmm. Uh, Justin, you've been playing something else though, right? You haven't been playing Lost Judgment. You've been playing uh, Thirteen Sentinels. I guess. Um, I will. Full disclosure: I just got this game last week as part of the PlayStation sale. Uh, part of it was um, the reason I got it was because of interest from other websites saying great reviews. I can't say too much about it just because I am in the early stages, but it is from Vanillaware, so they're the ones who did. Um, I want to say it's Hero's Quest, which was oh. a side-scrolling... Dragon. Uh, Dragon's Quest. There, Dragon's you, there you go. Crown. Dragon's no, Crown. Dragon's Crown. Dragon's Crowns. Thank you. Thank I you, I think we'll buy that say Dragon day. Quest is a very different game than Dragon's Crown. Yes, yeah. Dragon's Crown. A lot of Dragon Quests we were talking about. Sorry, that's what I, I got it from. Yeah. <laughs> so it's from the same developers like there. Odin Sphere and like a lot of these uh, games are like RPGs that have this very distinctive 2D aesthetic yes. to them. Oh shit, they worked on one of my favorite Wii games, which was Moromasa yeah. the Demon Blade. That's there right. You go. That game they worked was on that as dope. well. There you go. I really so like the same Dragon's developers. I, I like Dragon's Crown too, but I I I didn't get as far as I would like to. So this is actually my second uh Vanillaware game ever. So uh, I'm hoping to learn a lot. It's uh, RTS, a little bit of action. It's really weird because you're using mechs or sentinels, as they call them, and you move around a city, but you don't really see the mech. It is seems like it's... You don't really see it. It's just uh, a really weird pictographic overview of the city. Um, I encourage you uh, to find any gameplay footage, if you can, of the battle system because it's interesting, but it might not be what people were expecting. 
when you're playing with a bunch of mechs. Oh, I mean, that's I know what I was, I was expecting from a vanillaware game. Yeah. But the art style is great in game wise. Um, it's just the battle system I'm cautious about. Hmm. Yeah, I did notice that it's also getting a Switch release later this year. That's right. Um, just based on the battle system and what I've seen of it, that might actually be something I wait and play on the Switch because it doesn't seem like it's overly intensive. And I like those kind of strategy games on a portable system. Thinking back to like the days of Advanced Wars and Fire Emblem and, yeah. and a lot of those experiences that I had when I was younger. So that might be something that... I look into down the road once that drops on the Switch. But yeah, good to know that I've got at least a friend that I can go to to be like, hey, gut check, what's this really like? Like, is this something I'd jive with or not? Yeah. All right, I think that's all we wanted to get through in terms of what we wanted to talk about. I will do my quick Disney Plus reco of the week. Uh, third episode of the Book of Boba Fett dropped. Mm-hmm. All three have been really good. Go watch the Book of Boba Fett. And Eternals dropped on Disney Plus this week. And regardless of what people say, I think it's a good movie. And would be curious what you guys have to think. But I will talk about that later. Also, uh, check your favorite Scanlation site, because apparently Among Us is getting turned into a manga pretty soon. Didn't I mention that earlier? I thought I mentioned that earlier. Among Us? I, I would have remembered that if you had mentioned that. This is hot off I the I definitely and- did, but it was around the time we were talking about the PlayStation backwards compatibility thing <laughs> and oh. the uh, thing that Nathan said about them announcing something on YouTube that I forget. Oh, right. Well, I'll make FPS. it an initiative from here on out to announce the fact that Among Us is getting a manga every 30 minutes on the podcast. How about that? Sounds like a plan. How about an a right. manga? All right, before you get to your next Among Us manga update, we'll get to looking at 2022. How we feel about 2022, what's <coughs> coming out, are we feeling excited, are we a little trepidatious, uh, and just kind of get an overall hype check from the squad. Um 2022 is going to be interesting, at least I think so, just because we're going to see a lot of games come out that were planned for 2020 and 2021 that we didn't know were planned for that and then got pushed to this year. So we could see a lot of stuff or we could continue to see more and more things get pushed out just due to the conditions surrounding the pandemic and things being difficult to work on and things like that. But how are you guys feeling right now? Beginning of 2022, what's the... What's the temperature like? What's the thermometer reading? Justin, how are you feeling going into 2022? So the, I think the first big game that comes out for 2022, for me, is Rainbow Six Extraction. And I am so worried about this game. Let me tell you this, because I have a thousand hours in Rainbow Six Siege. Mm-hmm. A thousand. I kid you not. I went on two platforms. I might even get it on uh, Game Pass at this point. Um, PvP game. First off, that's what it was originally, Siege. And then now they're doing a PvE. It was $60. Yep. And now it's $40. And now and it's, it's, go- now it's coming pass. to Game Pass next week, I think. And I don't know if this will do well. Um, guys, we've seen a lot of PvE games in the last few months. Um, that Aliens game that uh, back for blood yeah Yeah. thank you mitch i don't know if this one will stand with those and or even do anything different so i'm interested but it's like well i can only get two of my other friends to play so back for blood they come into game pass i will drop into this with you 100 percent day and date you tell me when dude i i will do this with you and i will be happy to say eat my words if this is not the a great game, and, and I hope I, I I hope they do it. I do work. 
I do worry about something like this of the, <sighs> is it fun? Yes. Will we play it? Yes. Will we play it for more than a week? Probably not. Because that's exactly what happened with Back for Blood. Yeah. We're all so hype. We got into it. We're like, yeah, we're playing this every night. And then something else came out and we all got distracted to stop playing it. Yeah. So I don't know if there's any other big multiplayer experiences coming at the beginning of the year. I'm just quickly scrolling and I'm not seeing much. But I do worry about some of the games coming in February, just getting people on that single player path and not coming back to it. So, yeah. uh, Cozy, how are you feeling with uh, 2022 just getting started? Uh, re- reflecting back on 2021 and looking forward towards 2022, I kind of regret like not taking a bigger initiative earlier in the year last year to really get down and play as many games that released in that year because 2022 looks pretty stacked and not only pretty stacked but also pretty stacked with a lot of games of pretty lengthy lengths and yeah i I, i'm obviously looking forward to you know seeing how a lot of these games turn out and really hotly anticipating a couple of them as we'll get into them but this game this year is definitely not going to be like last year if everything that's supposed to release this year releases uh and i can't help but feel like oh man i I almost like look back uh, fondly on uh how relatively few games we saw release in 2021 slash how many of those games were kind of relatively short in length um but obviously that has no bearing on the quality of the games that we're going to get this year yeah, so we'll 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 go through. I'll, I'll get Nathan's hot take in a second, but we'll go through kind of month by month of what's been announced thus far and kind of how we're feeling, and then some of the the highlights of games that are coming later this year that we're excited about that don't really have uh, nailed down release dates or even release windows. Uh, but if there's anything that we don't talk about that you are interested in, please do drop those in the comments on YouTube. Tweet at us. We want to hear from you about the games that you're most looking forward to in 2022. But Nathan, yo, 2022 hype check. How you feeling? Um optimistic uh i think elaborate yeah i don't think we had a down year last year but we definitely didn't have any major hitters um like what i think we're gonna see this year um we're gonna have some big uh first party titles from both playstation and uh, xbox um and now that i'm an xbox owner i'm excited for that uh i think the switch should hopefully have a better year um but i think one of the big things is that all the things that were delayed out of 2021 should be hitting in 2022. Um, so I think I'm, I've said this before and I'll say this again. I'm more excited about what I don't know about than what I know about. Cause there's a ton. We yeah, don't I feel know like about. that's, I feel like that's every year. I feel like most of these developers are holding things very close to the chest in terms of what's coming in 2022 until they know for sure it's coming in 2022 really outside of Sony. Sony's the only one that's really committed to anything at this point. Yeah, Sony's committed to uh, three games for 2022 in their first party, and I still think we may see more. So I think we'll definitely see more. I think those three might only be two by the end of the year. Yeah, God of War next year. Yeah, Yeah. God of War exactly. But I do think that uh, we'll get into this later with like rumors and speculation and stuff. But I think if that gets pushed, that Sony's got something waiting in the wings to drop in that fall window. Yep. But let's get started at the beginning of the year, looking at uh, where is this list here? Um, let's say, yeah, February's kind of stacked. So we'll look at January because we're already like halfway through. But the next couple of weeks, honestly, we've got Nobody Saves the World from Drinkbox, which I'm super stoked for. Right. Uh, Rainbow Six Extraction, which was mentioned. Windjammers 2, finally coming out. 
Uh, and Pokemon Le- Legends Arceus at the end of the month. How is this different from any other Pokemon game, Mitch? So this is going to be more in the vein of like a Monster Hunter style game of you have a, a main hub where you go and you get quests and you and you set out to do these research tasks in the various biomes in the world, but it's also more of an action game. So like you have to engage the Pokemon and if they if you're not sneaking up on the U, they might fly away from you or run away from you and you won't get an opportunity to battle or catch them. Uh, you can try and catch them without even battling them by just sneaking up and throwing a Pokeball at them. Uh, but there are also among that will try and murder you. In the most recent trailer, there is a Snorlax barreling down a hill trying to crush you. And that if that doesn't terrify you, I don't know what does. It is the like one mainline-ish Pokemon game that we've gotten in quite some time that is really kind of attempting to change up the series formula. And uh, like for me... I'm going to get Pokemon Legends Arceus. I'm looking forward to seeing what Game Freak uh, ultimately made with this game. I'm really hopeful that the battle system hits because I can see a universe in which the battle system of this game just doesn't quite scratch that itch. And I'm going to be disappointed if it doesn't. What I'm ultimately excited about with that battle system is they've now gone to more of a traditional turn-based RPG system. Think, like, did you play the Digimon story games at all, Justin? Uh, yeah, Digimon Digital Sleuth. I played a bit of those ones. Cyber Sleuth, Cyber yeah. Sleuth, yeah. So you know how in that game it had, like, a turn order indicator and, like, mm-hmm. based on the, the monster's speed or other statistics, they would, like, get multiple turns or would the enemy would get more turns than you would? Um, this is going to have something similar, and there are going to be two different battle styles that impact the way that the Pokemon interact with that turn order, where it's... God... Strong style and agile style, cozy. Correct me if I'm wrong. Something that like sounds that. correct. Yes, uh, where one will do less damage but be more like higher in turn order, and one will do more damage but it's slower to hit. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to make sure I got this right. Does it even say on Wikipedia? It does not. So that's not helpful at all. What? Well, well. uh, it is not helpful at all. Someone let me know in the chat. Um, but yeah, so I'm super stoked for this game if it can do the things that they're promising it can do or kind of hinting that it can do this is very likely to be one of if not my game of the year even knowing we're getting a sequel to horizon potentially getting a sequel to god of war uh this could be my the game i don't stop playing in 2022 so i'm very excited for that to come out two days before my 30th birthday regardless of what this game ends up being this game there will be a lot of discourse surrounding this game and i i really do hope that a lot of the discourse is good i really hope that this game lands and everyone's like oh man what were we freaking out about this game's really good i i feel like regardless it's going to get a bit of a bump from critics just for being a pokemon game that tried to do something different if it does it well enough like even if it's not as polished as something like monster rancher it's like we love pokemon we love pokemon style and aesthetic and characters and they took all those cute creatures and threw them into a like a, a, like a, a passable Monster Hunter-esque experience, then I think it'll get a bump just for trying to do something different with a very long-term established formula. Cool. And that's the thing. As I really, I don't want it to just be passable. I want it to be really, really great. But we shall see. I, I think it can be. I think they haven't I, shown I, I much hope of so. the game outside of like the first couple of biomes just because they know that there's going to be a lot there to dig into. And I'm very excited. I hope so too. Okay. Uh, anyone else have anything? Any words they want to say? I know Justin, you talked a lot about extraction for January. Yep. Uh, Nathan, anything? 
Windjammers, Nobody Saves the World. I'm excited for Nobody Saves the World. I love Drinkbox, uh, Toronto um, studio. So super excited to get into that. Um, and we're going to be discussing on the show too. So I'm excited about that too. Yeah, stay tuned. Um, and it's got multiplayer, which will be fun. Oh yes, we'll have to try that. Oh, oh. for sure. For sure, for sure. Uh, let's move on to February then. So February, we've got the remastered collection of the Life of Strange games. Dying Light 2, Oli Oli World, and Sifu. Sifu is one that is super, super cool yep. looking. Um, King of Fighters 15 for Nathan and pretty much just Nathan. Um, Total War Warhammer 3, shout out to Lucas, who's all about them Warhammers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West, February 18th. Nope, the Witch a- Queen drops in Destiny 2. Whoa, you, you really zoomed past Horizon Forbidden West. We're going to get back to it. Uh, and then you've got the month... Uh, so we're supposed to be getting Evil Dead in February, but given it doesn't have a date, it probably gets pushed. Yep. We will see, though. And uh, finally, on the 25th, we're getting that big old Elden Ring from from Software. There's another Guild Wars expansion Elden coming? Elden Ring. Of course there is. It's an MMO. They're always getting expansions. I already I mentioned Destiny, just because people play Destiny. Yeah, I was surprised. People play Guild Wars still? Guild Wars 2. Do they? <laughs> I don't know. I have Guild Wars. I bought it. Yeah, but when's the last time you played Did it? Did everyone move ago? to Final Fantasy 15 or 14? 14. 14? <laughs> Guild Wars was cool because it never needed um, a monthly subscription. And didn't they eventually add a monthly subscription? No, they. I think they added other currencies. I don't think they did monthly subscriptions. Uh, but you had okay. to buy the expansions. So February is where we get our first major first part. I mean, technically, no, Game Freak is technically second party because they are partially owned by... Or they're not owned by anybody, but it's being published by the Pokemon Company and Nintendo. I'm going to stop talking about uh, Pokemon right now. Um, our first major next-gen first-party title in Horizon Forbidden West in February. Uh, everyone is stoked for this, right? Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. It's just a matter of the story hitting and the action beats hitting at, at the right time. I, I think we're all kind of prepared for what to expect uh, out of this. Cozy? Do you guys think that I should go back and complete Horizon Zero Dawn before this game comes out? Yes. Yeah, for first one for sure. I don't know about that DLC. I I myself did not finish it. Okay. So I finished the DLC and I finished the game. Um, I didn't really enjoy it that much. The See, gameplay that's the was thing. good. But the story didn't hook me, so I'm really hoping the story can do that in this game. See, that's the thing. I I played the kind of first few hours of Zero Dawn back in the day. I was enjoying it. I came on the podcast and asked, you know, what everyone else thought of Zero Dawn, and the response was kind of lukewarm. And I feel like that, I don't want to say that that single-handedly killed my interest in the game, but I kind of was like, oh, well, now I don't feel as obliged to finally get around to completing this. So I, I, do. I would say if you're not going to complete it, the sequel still looks like it's going to be a real good time. Yeah. Um, so if you're not looking to you know, spend 10, 20 hours and finishing the game, YouTube, get the gist of the story and you'd be ready to jump into the sequel. But it's, it's, a, it's a fun time. It's just the story didn't hook me. The first one, that is. Yeah. Um, I don't think I fully finished Horizon. Um, but my bigger issues were taking down. I liked the like when we were fighting humans, but I didn't love fighting the robots all the time. Um, I found they got more and more complicated to take down. I just wasn't enjoying that 
like trapping them and the I think it became slower and more methodical. That being said, um, I'm wondering because I think Horizon has the biggest chance like shot of being a sequel and getting like everybody always talks about like the improvement from the first to second sequel specifically like Assassin's Creed and mm. the improvements that you saw to the second one. I'm hoping we see the refinement with that as well. Yeah. And then what's the next game, Mitch? Uh, I mean, there's there's games all month. I mean, we're starting the month big with Dying Light 2, Oli Oli World, Sifu. Anything there tickle your fancies? Or so Dying Light, kind of waiting to see. Dying Light is interesting considering that press release slash yeah. tweets. Yeah, you want to spend 500 hours to complete it? Well, 500 if you really want to get everything done. How much of that is padded? I don't know. We'll see. But twi- what did you see? I think it was I think 20, it was Shadow Warrior tweeted out. Uh, did you know that in 500 hours you can complete our game 16 times? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. That's a good. Slam, uh, they huh? did. They they did have to issue a correction on like yeah, it's like 20 hours if you want to finish the main game, 80 hours if you want to be a completionist, and 200 hours or 500 <coughs> hours if you want to see every dialogue option, every little thing that the game has to offer. Um, which they probably should have started with that, but yeah, that made for a fun time. Can I, can I add a game to January which I just found out about? Sure. Depends on the game. RPG Golf Legends is coming to PlayStation Ooh. on January 20th. Man, I, I don't even know what this is. I saw this and I'm just like, this sounds like a Nathan-ass game, but I have no idea what it is. It looks like Golf Story, um, but like a little more stylized, um, but it looks like it's the same type of like play as Golf Story. Oh, I'm so in on this. You know what? I'm going to start with my first bold prediction of 2022. The first Nintendo Direct that we get at the beginning of February will in, will have a sports story in it, and it will be a day and date release. It will be released the day of the Direct in February. Shadow Drop. Shadow Drop. Yeah. Because right. that game has been cooking, and I want to see it because I really enjoyed sport, uh, Golf Story. Yeah, if you like Golf Story, um, this... Uh, RPG Golf Legends looks like it's right up your alley. I mean, the thing that's right up my alley, the only game that I'm really looking forward to in February, like really looking forward to, I mean, I'll probably play uh, Horizon and I'll play Elden Ring, but my God, does Sifu look like something special. Sifu looks great. Um, Yeah, it looks like fun. Also, uh, Grid grid, um, Legends... Uh, which is uh, from Codemasters. Codemasters are the racing studio behind the F1 games, uh, the Grid series, Dirt, um, the Dirt Rally games. Like they know how to do a good racer. They're putting a story mode into that game. Um, and it's the first Codemasters game coming out since they've been bought by EA. I'm sure though it was it was in the works well before the EA acquisition. Yeah, I'm just wondering if there's any like extra push because now they got ea money who knows i doubt it but we will see where was that? i didn't even see that so what is the hype factor for you guys on elden ring because for me it just doesn't speak to me because those mm-hmm. are those are too tough for me those games are really I, hard i honestly don't know i beat and platinumed dark souls one and two played quite a lot of bloodborne but never completed it and like this game looks like it's going to be spectacular but like both this game and uh horizon forbidden 
West releasing in the same month. This kind of epitomizes why I'm kind of apprehensive about 2022. It's like, wow, you have two incredibly massive, incredibly lengthy, incredibly G-wordy games right off the start of the bat, which 2021 did not have by comparison. Yeah, I think some of that is probably um, a result of the pandemic and things just needing a little more time to polish. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but something like Elden Ring for me is not like those kind of games haven't really been my thing. I did uh, start uh, Demon Souls on the PS5 because it was one of the few exclusive launch titles. And I really enjoyed the challenge. I was surprised how much I enjoyed the challenge of that game and the, the repetitive nature of it. Um, so I'm probably going to jump into Elden Ring because I also really enjoyed the fantasy worlds crafted by George R. R. Merton, who was a consultant on the lore for this game. So I'm curious to see how that all interweaves Mm -hmm. and also if it's missing the last two-fifths of the uh, story. (laughs) If you know, you know. Um, Just back to Sifu for a minute. Like, I love the idea of the character getting stronger as he ages and that it is like every time you die, the character's going to age. It has like that same persistence as some other games that we've seen in the past, which I think is going to be really cool to to see but that's enough about seafood that's enough about february unless anyone really wants to talk about guild wars 2 end of dragons no and nope. we can move to Th- March. that's the end of us talking about guild wars 2 that's the end of us talking about february yeah so march we've got babylon's fall from platinum games oh dropped. no oh, yeah that game i forgot about that uh, on the fourth we've got grand turismo 7 and triangle strategy mm. that triangle strategy game looks interesting uh i'm not a GT. Well, Nathan, this is more up your alley, right? Are you more of the arcade racer or sim racer? Arcade racer, typically. I want to check out Gran Turismo. Um, I haven't really enjoyed them in the past because they are so simmy. Um, but the racers always look good on your systems. Um, so I want to check it out, but part of me wants to wait for Forza Motorsport and wait for a sale on GT. So I don't know. We'll see. I, I want to see reviews. on. Maybe it. based on reviews. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're into more of an arcade racer on March 10th, we've got Chocobo GP dropping on the Switch. Ooh. Get your kart racer on. Uh, The 16th of March brings a title that I'm very excited to check out, which I believe is Game Pass Day and Date. But someone can correct me if I'm wrong, and that's Tunic. I don't think Tunic is on Game Pass, is it? No. I thought it was... It was in presentations that had Game Pass games. Is Tunic coming to Game Pass? Uh, Timed console exclusive. Maybe it's just coming to Xbox first, but... But I'm not sure. Uh, Nothing has been announced regarding it coming to Game Pass. No, it's saying it's exclusive. So we can hope. This is going to be like Death's Door, I think. Either way, I'm going to play this game. I'm going to buy this because it looks really Did you really try cool. the demo? what it's on. I did not because I wanted to go into it fresh. I didn't love the demo. No? No. Um, hmm. I, so I played the demo and I felt lost a lot of the times in it. And it was really hard. It felt very Dark Souls-y. And it felt more Dark Souls than it felt Zelda. Oh, that, that's actually kind of disconcerting for me. I would say just give the demo a try before you buy it. I don't know if it's still... Is the demo still out? I thought it was like a time demo. Oh, it might have been. Uh, it might have been. Eh. 
I, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll wait to see reviews on that. Yeah. But I'm excited to see what it shapes up to be. Uh, sorry, I'm just pulling something up that I want it to It looks check out. cute, but yeah, I, I would prefer this game to be more Zelda-like. Um, yeah, so also in March after that, we've got uh, something right up Nathan's alley with the release of Persona 4 Arena Ultimax oh, on next-gen console. Thank or God. current-gen yeah. console, PS4, Switch, and PC. It's not I was just reading... Oh, go sorry, ahead, go Cozy. Ahead. I was just going to say, I was just reading, apparently this game has the original Persona 4 Arena's story content in it as well, which is something I talked about this game needing yeah. to have when it was first unveiled, and I'm very happy about that. I'm surprised they're not putting like a special subtitle on it because it's a combination of the original yeah. Arena and Ultim Ultimax. Um, just to yeah. d designate that just it's call it everything. Ultimax Plus or something? Yeah, just to separate, because it's not, it's more than all Ultimax. Because it has that entire first story mode. Uh, I mean, it's also being put out to die because the day after Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin releases on next-gen consoles, I, the were Team you, Ninja developed spin-off of Final Fantasy. Are you being facetious? Are people excited No, about I think that? people are actually going to be really into that game. Hmm. I, mean, I don't know why. I just have a feeling. I, I, I think that Stranger of Paradise will be better <laughs> than we're expecting it to be. I don't think that it necessarily eats into... Arena Ultimax's real release either though. Arena is a different because it's a fighting game. It's going to be a completely different demographic. And let's be honest, um, I know. It, it like it's either you're going to love Persona and play it, or you're going to like uh, fighting games and play it. Did anyone actually play I that? I was just I was just being facetious. I just needed a transition to get out of talking about Persona Four Arena. Okay. Did Did you guys play that demo of uh, Final Fantasy Stranger in Paradise? I played the I first. Downloaded demo. it. I, I got to the was... part with uh, Limp Bizkit, and I was like, okay, this is funny. I don't know what's so going on. I didn't, Wait, I didn't play... Limp Bizkit in I... it? That was in the second demo. I did not play the second demo. Um, See, that just... That puts it up like a couple of notches on yeah. my... Yeah, board, I might need to play it now if it's got Limp Bizkit. I love... As I understand it, that Limp Bizkit song is like an original song that they recorded for this game. That makes it even better. Oh my god. I love it. Everyone buy this game no matter what. Support Fred Durst. He needs it. Uh, the problem is the week after that, we got a pretty big release day in that the recently announced release date for Kirby and the Forgotten Land is March 25th. Releasing Ooh. the same day as Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Ooh. Ooh. Somebody was mentioning on Twitter that this is apparently is like Kirby's like 25th or like 30th anniversary. 30th. 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 And I think wow. like, I remember because the first game came out the year I was born. That's pretty cool when you have like a pretty big, major quality release happening the same year as your anniversary. I Let's, feel like there have been a lot of like Zelda anniversaries and like Metroid anniversaries where nothing was going on. So that's pretty cool. So yeah. Kirby gets this and Persona gets the release of Persona Arena 4 Golden Max Edition plus whatever. Well, I'm yeah. saving it for the show later, but Persona 6 is coming out this year. Uh, this year announced this year it's definitely getting we'll definitely talk about it later we'll do a whole persona episode at some point a really interesting indie game coming from devolver uh weird west releases at the end of march oh okay. you guys are familiar with that yeah. and then unannounced release dates in march for what nathan is looking forward to is the return of the pinnacle sports entertainment franchise wwe 2k22 as well as the next generation versions of GTA 5 and GTA Online. Is it weird that I'm excited to play GTA 5 on a third generation? 
of systems yes. and play through it. That is super weird. That's weird. I played it on PS3. I've played it on PS4, and I'm excited to play it on PS5 again. That's a good ass game. I own it and have played maybe an hour and a half of the game on PS4, and that's it. Beat it twice, and I love the game every time. And I'm excited to see what it looks I like. Just, next I can't gen. get I can't get into GTA games. I can't get into Rockstar games. Rockstar does not make games for me. I have come to realize well, this. Fair, and I'm content with that knowledge. Not everything's for everybody. No. Uh, we're going to get into a bit of a lighter period now. Um, so we'll just go April through June. Q2. Uh, April, 8, April 8th, we're getting the release of Advance Wars 1 and 2 Boot Camp, which I re- or Reboot Camp, sorry. I know you want that. Uh, which yeah. I, re- yeah. I really want it. But I also am kind of apprehensive about the aesthetic. Really? I know we haven't seen it in a while because they delayed it. And I'm hoping they took that time to take some of that feedback and polish it up a bit. See... Because like, I really like the 2D sprites of the original games, and they're going like pseudo 3D animations, okay. and I just I don't. I, I thought you were talking about like some of like the character designs, which I really love the character designs. Oh no, no, I, I thought it was designs. I thought it was an inspired choice to go with, way forward on this reboot. I don't disagree with you that yeah, I hope that it you know still turns out great. Problem with this game is that, and I talked about this previously on the podcast. I played one and two like very recently for the first time. So I'm not as itching to play these two games, but yeah, I hope it, I hope it turns out well. Yeah. I haven't played them in years, so I'm very much looking forward to this dropping in April. Uh, Like we mentioned previously, 13 Sentinels comes to switch in April may we're getting vampire the masquerade swan song and i know nothing about the series so that's all i'm gonna say on it yep uh we get the sequel to the forest the survival horror game sons of the forest in may as well i've never and the big one i'm looking forward to in this whole period because there isn't really anything announced for june that i'm familiar with you guys can correct me if you're into you were you were killed the column Calumniation game or Steel Rising. Wow. Uh, but Forspoken, currently Ooh, scheduled for May, yes. which I think might get pushed. Yeah, I can but see it. I'm super jazzed for this game to come out. Oh, right. That game. That looks great. It looks so good. Um, anything in there stand out that y'all are really into or jiving from? Or are you just waiting for more uh, more things to get announced? I'd love for, I want Forspoken. That's like the big one. Um, Sony's been pushing that hard. It's the PS5 exclusive. It looks gorgeous, even when you just watch the magic effects yeah, and how it's interacting in real right? time. Sorry? Timed exclusive? At this point, just exclusive. They haven't confirmed to a beam yeah. timed. And let's be honest, the timed exclusives that have come uh, in terms of Final Fantasy have not come to any other consoles at this point. Yeah, that's true. Still waiting on that say, Final Fantasy VII remake. Well, Final Fantasy well, VII remake came to PC. Yes, yeah, but I mean recently. not for Xbox. It didn't come oh, to other right, consoles. consoles. Yeah, yeah. So I gotta say, it's real weird looking at the first <laughs> half of 2022. Well, excuse you. Uh, real Sorry. weird looking at the first half of this year. How many games of consequence are coming from Square Enix? Because we have Forspoken. Yeah. Square's going hard. We have Babylon's Fall, which I know we're all kind of iffy about, but that's still going to be a big release, quote unquote. Uh, Hopefully it's a big release and doesn't go the Godfall route. We have Triangle Strategy. We have Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin, and like a couple other things. Like it's, they they really are going all out at the beginning of 2022. And we don't even know what the latter half of the year looks like. Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 2, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go indeed. Definitely will be announced, but might be still a ways off. 
If that drops this year, holy shit. All right. Um, yeah, so anything else in that period really speaking to you guys? Or can we kind of just we can move keep on. the ball rolling? Keep it we rolling. can move on, yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, there isn't much else with release dates announced. So I'm just going to go through what we have left for July through the end of the year. Okay. Um, end of August, we're getting Saints Row. Uh, nothing really for September yet. Uh, announced for October, but no release date yet, is Scorn from Ebb Software, which looks really freaky. And I won't play it, but other people are excited for it. So go you guys excited for spooky games. Yep. And the big one that's definitely going to get delayed out of this year or is going to come out and be a dumpster fire because that's the way they release games is on November the 11th, we will be getting Starfield. Yeah. So I want to ask, is it dumpster fire? Is it delayed or does it hit? I think it hits, but I think people will... Okay, I'm just basing this off of what Bethesda has released recently from their game studios. That's fair. Um, it will be like Skyrim and Fallout 4. And if you didn't love those games, you're not going to love this one. Well, didn't didn't Fallout 4 have issues at launch? It did. And it was a bad their game that they released after that had significant issues at launch, that being Fallout 76. That one, yes. That one had a lot of That issues. is a very different game for them, and they were still using their old engine, so I can understand where there was some difficulties of making this new formula work in a very, very much... Uh, an, an engine very much showing its age. Um, but do, So you guys think that this is going to come out on, in November, and you think it's going to be a hit? Or I, you think there's going to be some technical hurdles to overcome? So I think it hits November. I don't think they would have announced that date a year and a half ahead of time. If it was like, I think they gave themselves lots of padding to. I hope so. To have the game out, especially in pandemic ages, uh, we're seeing more and more games uh, keep their release dates closer to the vest and try not really like announcing dates until they get closer to it. So I think that they're actually pretty good. What I'm really worried about is that they're deviating from the formula of Skyrim and Fallout because I love those games, and we haven't seen a single snippet of gameplay of this game. That is We've true. seen some screenshots of like environments and stuff. Yeah, um, it's pretty, but we don't know how it plays or like what it what it is. Um, I'm excited because I love the studio and I love Fallout Four and I love Skyrim and I love Fallout Three. Um, like those games speak to me, uh, so I'm excited to get my hands on it. But I'm worried because we haven't seen anything, and I actually think that they might deviate from the formula too much. I'm worried that they're going to go into the survival aspects that you can do in those games like eating and drinking and uh d like i maybe oxygen levels if you're in space radiation levels um and that sort of thing does not speak to me on a game level so yeah if that if that's like i'm i'm thinking this game's gonna be day one game pass because it's bethesda and it's xbox yeah owned now yeah. um and i will jump in and i'll give it a shot i have historically not enjoyed bethesda's games mm. that have been like bethesda mm. game studios games so Fallout three i played a lot of probably maybe like 10 15 hours i didn't finish it um i played skyrim didn't didn't click for me and that's really it so i'm hoping with this one being a little more modern feeling with the new engine and everything that it it speaks to me in a way that those games couldn't but if it does lean more into those survival aspects nathan i'm kind of with you that might be even with it on game pass it may not be something for me so early during the development of what would eventually become known as uh mass effect fuck what was the fourth mass effect game called 
Andromeda. 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 Yeah. There we go. <laughs> no way I was going to remember that. Early during the development... Uh, as someone who started Mass Effect for the first time this week, I have very much become accustomed to knowing what were are in those games. Okay. We'll talk about that on a later oh, episode. Oh, I can play that. Early during the development of Mass Effect Andromeda, one of the ideas that Bioware had in mind was you would be able to travel to procedurally generated planets uh, a la what uh, No Man's Sky does, and that would allow for kind of endless hours of gameplay. And like this kind of has me wondering, do you think that we might see something similar from Starfield? Do you think that they're going to kind of handcraft every single planet that you're able to explore in, th- in this game? Or do you think that they're going to uh, allow for that sort of procedurally generated, endlessly immersive experience that you've seen some developers here and there try, but many others, you know, back away from, including Mass Effect Andromeda itself? Mm-hmm. No Man's Sky is the big one that comes to mind for me when you when you mention stuff like that. And I hope there's some balance between the two. Like, I don't want everything to be scripted. I want there to just be random asteroids that I'll happen upon and can mine for resources I need to build a Pib-Boy space mm-hmm. edition. I don't even know what they're going to call this thing. Um, but, like, I, I feel like they'll probably stick to what they know, which is you know handcrafting the experience right down to every dialogue option on every planet on every comet on every asteroid on every space station whatever it ends up being because we still don't know what the goddamn game is and that's what i hope Uh, i really hope that they go that route uh over the ladder even if it does mean that the game is you know not this like endlessly boundlessly explorable experience that its trailers would suggest it is Okay. Justin, thoughts on Starfield? Uh, I'll give it a shot. It's going to be free, I would assume, with Game Pass. Uh, quote unquote, quote. you're paying for the service, but it will be available on Game Pass day one. So, yeah, I'm willing to give it a shot, but I'm like you, Mitch. I bounced off on Fallout 3, bounced off on Fallout 4, bounced off on Fallout 76, and I like Skyrim, but I never got very far. Cool. That's about it. We have our first delay casualty also scheduled for this year where the first major game in 2022 to get delayed got pushed from like February to December and December 8th we'll get the release of Stalker 2 Heart of Chernobyl. Um, That December window is probably going to get a little busier over the next few months with uh, things happening or not happening, but we will see. They needed the time to get those NFTs out. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, really. We, we will not get into that conversation today. I know how I feel on them. I know how other people feel. We'll uh, save that conversation for a later date, I'm sure. Um, how do you guys want to handle the stuff that doesn't really have a date? You want to go based on, like, approximate dates, based on platform? Like, what are you thinking? Whatever I'm you thinking guys... approximate dates. Yeah, yeah, yeah approximate I think so. Days. Okay. Let's do that. So stuff that's set for Q1-ish, we'll see. Um... Is that a new that is that a new read-only memories game? Yes, read-only memories Neurodiver Ooh. was announced. I didn't know that this game existed. Neither did I until just now. It was announced in 2019 and was delayed to Q1 2022 last March. I don't please. So they gave themselves a lot of time, so I'm very excited to see that game when it comes to fruition in Q1 2022 speaking of the cyberpunk other, games uh cyberpunk that was 2077 where I was going yeah is also releasing the next gen version the next gen version should drop q1 we'll see it's Maybe not that all play it. it's like q3 i bet 
Okay. Well, things tentatively scheduled for Q two ish. Is this? Oh, is this the? Uh, no, that's not the Telltale game. Which one? What is this? I don't know. The Star Trek game. Oh. Uh, Star Trek Resurgence. I'm trying to remember what this was. I don't remember that. I do. I just was it the online game? <laughs> Expansion? No, this was. Uh, it was like a story-driven thing. I'm trying to remember when this was announced. This was the one that looked like it was Telltale, but it's not Telltale. Okay. Oh, interesting. I kind of like uh, that. Um, it's coming to Xbox Series X, PlayStation cool. 5. There's no Wikipedia yeah. page for it yet. No, there is not. So we don't have a lot of details, but that's tentatively slated for Q2, so we'll see if that happens. Um, tentatively slated for the first half of the year, so Q1, Q2-ish. Uh, the mobile version of Diablo, Diablo Immortal, is tentatively scheduled Woo! for the first. It's half already of the year. on my phone, and I haven't tried it because I don't want to support Activision. Good call. Um, support developers yeah. don't support conglomerates that you know hurt their employees. Uh, the EA will return to golf with EA Sports PGA Tour in the first half of 2022 with the Masters. They got the license yeah, for the, the Masters. Masters. And uh, PGA Tour uh, has Tiger Woods. This is going to be a really interesting year for golf games. No. Ghostwire Tokyo is still slated for the first What's half of 2022. What's going on with that game? Oh, I don't know. It's not coming out the first half of 2022? No. Later in the year. <gasps> but that's when it's scheduled, so we'll see if and when we get a release date for that. But I expect that when we get like a PlayStation state of play that they'll uh, announce it for the back half of the year. Mm-hmm. Um. Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt, which is the free-to-play battle royale game in the mas- blood- Vampire the Masquerade universe. They've been showing that Anyone excited for this? Um, they have been. Yeah, it is, none of it's look great. <laughs> cool. Um, and the big one that has to drop, and it has to be good, right? Yeah. Is Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. So hear me out. This isn't it, coming in Q1, Q2. This is going to be a Q3 game. But it... it it's going to come and it's going to be great, right, Nathan? They're going to give it the time it needs. They're going to build out an engine that they can use for the next 20 years of Lego games. And it's going to be good, right? Yeah, like, I think it will oh, be good. Uh, Traveler's Tales has put out good games. I've platinum many a Lego game. I actually quite like them. Once again, they fill that collectathon need that I have. Um, so, yeah, no, I think it'll be good. Uh, I'm more curious to when they get to Marvel or DC and the superhero stuff with it. I'm definitely going to play play this. Uh, no questions about that. But um, the Marvel and DC ones are always where I tend to have my most enjoyment with my Lego games. Cool. So, fingers crossed. There is no fucking way this releases in 2022. What? Which is? Okay, we're just going to go through the rest of the games that kind of have release dates, sort of. Um, Redfall. Slated for Q3. That's the new action-adventure game from Arcane. We've only yeah. seen a with cinematic. Like vampires. That's, that's not coming out. Yeah, people are... I hope it does, because it looks cool. Like We've seen a cinematic it, trailer. That's it. Yeah. After crowning Deathloop my game of the year 2021, I really trust in Arcane, but part of me just feels apprehensive because this is such a different take on what they usually do, but we'll see. Uh, Kerbal Space Program 2 is slated for the back half of the year. I can see that coming out. That was already yes. delayed once majorly. Yeah. Uh, another game that already had a major delay, Marvel's Midnight Suns from Firaxis, which I think is going to be a bop. 
uh, should drop in the last half of the year. Well, it speaks right. It's right up your alley. Marvel. Oh yeah, it's Marvel know, and it's based, it's combat card based. It's yeah, turn like it 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 ticks all the boxes for a game that I'm going to enjoy. What I didn't know had a release window. Dead Space currently slated to come out Q4 2022. Did that have oh. a release window, or are people just writing that? I think so people. Are, I, I think I think this. I think people are writing that. I don't think that's coming uh, no. Out. So I so Venture Beat reached out for comment. Uh, internally, EA expects to launch Dead Space during fiscal 2023. Okay, uh, which is typically for them from March to March. So it could come out at the end of the year. But where are they actually? This says fall of 2022 um but where's the actual well don't hold your breath oh. it's going to be a while yeah that's not coming this year no no it, it, that's an easy delay till 2023 that's just someone editorializing yeah. i think yeah yeah that's we'll see but i don't well you might see more of it this year from ea but i don't think we'll see the game this year uh, lord of the rings Gollum. slated for q4 Gollum. 2022 this seems to be the game that everybody's like why are they making this so I mean, why not? I, mean, I guess I'm curious to see what it actually looks like because I'm very confused about what the play, what it's going to play like. Um, it looks like it has a bit of is it Dungeon Keeper the game where you like create a dungeon and heroes come in and you they get killed in the dungeons with the traps you make. Yes, it looks kind of like that. But the, yes, the game that EA notoriously just you know destroyed on mobile and made into a totally pay to win experience. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Uh, so yeah, no. I don't know. I don't know the games from this developer either. Uh, who is the developer? Uh, Datalic Entertainment. That name's familiar. Nacon's uh, hit or miss publisher. Yeah, I don't recognize any of these games. Um, oh, de did they make Deponent? Okay, so I have played a little. They made Deponia. Yeah, that's was free in the Epic Game Store. Um, so I picked it up, and it's an old-school point-to-click adventure game uh, that I actually liked. Yeah, it feels like those are the kind of games they make, so I don't really recognize. That's a point-and-click adventure. Space exploration game. Point-and-click adventure. Cyberpunk point-and-click adventure. Yeah, I'm curious to see more of this game as it comes to be known what it even is. Um... There's an untitled Need for Speed game slated for the end of this year from Criterion. And yeah. Sonic Frontiers Ooh. from Sonic Team targeting a Q4 2022 release. I Correct me if I'm wrong, but there was recently that news story about how, like, apparently they were originally aiming to release Sonic Frontiers way earlier on, but they delayed it to 2022 because they were like, we want to give this game the spit polish it needs. Like... I, I believe know, that's the case. I, yeah. I know that we all like to make fun of Sonic games, and understandably so, but like, if there has ever been an opportunity in recent years for a mainline Sonic game to be really good, excluding Sonic Mania, this one has definitely the most potential, but that's the most I'll say about it. Okay. Well, uh, I'll see that nobody movie. Nobody else has any Sonic thoughts? I want to see that movie. That's about it. <laughs> They haven't oh, never yeah, made a good maybe. Sonic game. Although in Lost... Yeah, well, you know you're feeling on Sonic. In Lost they Judgment, haven't made a good one other than Sonic Mania. Sonic Mania was legitimately good. In Lost Judgment, you can play Sonic the Fighting Game in the Sega Arcades. Sold. Ooh, around that is not a good game. Um, maybe it is. Before we move on I to... Uh, 
<laughs> Before we move on to all the games releasing in 2022 that don't have like hard and fast release dates or release windows, is anybody else here interested in Omori? I don't even know what I don't it is. know that it is. This is uh, a that's out. It was released for PC, but it's coming to the Switch in the first half of 2022. Yeah, buddy, buddy of mine's been playing it on stream. I've been watching it. It's interesting. I it have, feels almost like Undertale, but a horror game. Yeah, so there's a Discord server that I'm a part of where literally every single person in that server is obsessed with this game to the point that I feel like I kind of have to check it out. And you're directly uh, spot on, Mitch. Like this game is kind of like, I'm not saying it's like a clone of Undertale, but it's kind of the new Undertale in terms of kind of hitting on that exact kind of itch and dealing with very kind of similar-ish themes. I could check this out. I'm watching it out right now. I, I, I love think, Undertale. I, I suspect there, there's part of me that feels like when this game is going to release, it's going to kind of take a lot of people by surprise, and it could become one of those like, oh, wow, like th this game, you know, was decently popular when it released previously on PC, but now it's really po uh, popular and a real game of the year, like conversation piece in the way that something like Hades was back when it released on the Switch. Mm -hmm. But we'll see. Get into some of the major releases that currently don't have release dates. Okay. We could try. <laughs> All right. So I'm just going alphabetically. Do we think Bayonetta 3 finally comes out this year? Because Nintendo has said it will. Yes. Yes, I think, I it, think it will. Okay. They'll definitely show off a lot of it. I can see it being delayed to early 2023. Yeah. Um, Digimon Survive. Ooh. Yeah, I think it could, mm. could come out. We'll see. I want it real bad. Do enjoy Digimon. Uh, -huh. uh the big one that we're all going to we'll be divided on whether or not this comes out this year. I think it hits. Some people might think it gets pushed. God of War Ragnarok. I think it's likely to hit. I think it's but... likely to get pushed. I put it 50-50. Maybe I think if 60, it, 40. if it gets pu if it gets pushed, we get the release of The Last of Us Remastered with factions. Yeah. In its place. Yep. I I could see in the that. fall. That'll I, be their big fall title, especially if The Last of Us series debuts this year for HBO. I, I thought about this quite a bit recently, just knowing Naughty Dog's track record and how like they basically don't really make small games anymore. I fully expect that when Factions releases, it's going to be its own release, and it's going to be basically, like, it won't be on the same level as something like The Last of Us Part Two. but Naughty Dog will advertise it as, this is our next major title, in the same way that after Uncharted 4, Uncharted Lost Legacy was their next major title. And I think that because of that, Naughty Dog is going to take all their time with this game and we could see it releasing as late as like late next year even we could Gotham Knights it's coming this year yeah that's coming well, this year let's just talk about them both so WB is putting out two big superhero games this year in Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League are they both coming out, or is no. Suicide Squad getting pushed? Suicide Squad gets pushed. I think Gotham Knights has been in further development. I think WB Montreal can, needs to hit it. Already was delayed. 
I think they'll I think they'll give Rocksteady all the time they need, and if they say they need more time on Suicide Squad, they'll get it. Yeah. I don't think they would have put a date for this year last year if they weren't going to hit it though. Um, but I think they can also just be like pandemic, so we're pushing it. Yeah, that's true. I guess I'm more excited about Suicide Squad. I think that's going to be the better of the two games. I'm, I'm optimistic with Gotham Knights. Squad. I'm optimistic. I think Gotham Knights. I'm 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 ready for well, both to hit. Yeah. Honestly, I want to play them both, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna have a blast with both. Yep. Anything else? The other uh, big IP-driven WB title, Harry Potter, slated for this year. Uh, prefacing with J.K. Rowling is a bad person yep. and has terrible takes. And that being said, I love Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I we binged all the movies over the holidays and watched the reunion, and I had a blast. I have to watch that. I will preface anything I say on Hogwarts Legacy with the fact that I don't think J.K. Rowling's views are indicative of the franchise, or uh, that her takes are in any way to be taken seriously because I think they are bad. But that being said, Hogwarts Legacy could be great. Yeah. It we could need be. To re-see it. We, we we need to see. Yeah, we need to see it. it we need to we see what need it's see about. It. It's been a year and a half since we've seen a trailer for it because they showed yeah. the first trailer at the PS5 reveal event or like the first big PS5 event, I believe. And it's been silent since then. Sounds right. Sounds right. But at the same time, I've not it. seen it. I was gonna say it was in the fandom, but it wasn't in the fandom. No, it wasn't in the fandom because nope. that was just DC yeah. stuff. Um, so yeah, I think it was that PS5 Where? event. Probably. But I don't remember much about this game and what it's about. It, so It was announced at a PlayStation 5 event in September 2020. So the second, it was the second one then. The first one yeah, was, it was the second one. Yep. Um, okay. So yeah, no, it's been a year plus since we've seen a trailer. And the first trailer looked okay, but it kind of looked rough. So we need to see another trailer for it and see what it looks like. I mean, like. the trailer was... Mo- or no, it was in Engine, but there was... I don't even remember. Uh, it doesn't matter. We need to see that yeah. game. Uh, Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope. That comes out. Anyone I, other than me play the first one? I Did never enjoy it? I didn't play it, I, but I, it was the thing I was considering of getting, getting it for a it. Wii U for it. Next time it's on sale, I'd say pick it up yeah. because it's it, it goes on sale pretty frequently because it is published by Ubisoft, and I had a great time with it. It yeah. looks up right my alley. I've talked about this in the past. I really enjoyed that game as well, but I was thinking the entire way through. I feel like as good as this game is, they have the potential to make an even more awesome sequel, and hopefully that's exactly what this is. Big question for 2022. Does Multiversus hit, and does it hit hard? Yes, it's free to play. It's going to hit. They'll continue to add characters. I understand... I understand why they didn't do this, but I would have been way more interested in multiverses if every character in that game looked as they do in their in the game in the origin universe of origin that they hail from. So, like, if you had like a super realistic oh, Gandalf fighting, no. like a super cartoony Bugs Bunny, that just wouldn't. Work. I see that being a development nightmare and a, a UI UX nightmare and an art asset nightmare. I, I don't disagree with you, Mitch, but I mean, you know, if the biggest movie of 2021 Space Jam and New Legacy is to be, you know, learned from, you can do that no problem at all. Spider-Man. That's all I got to say. Uh, Oxenfree is getting a sequel this year, guys. Everyone pl- Did everyone play Oxenfree? If not, you should. Mm. And it's really good, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what the sequel can do. I own it on something. 
I own it on Switch. Yeah, something I got it for free on. Can't remember. Uh, that's one of Probably those games yeah. I should have gone back and played. I I would still say you should because it's still to this day one worth playing. It's a story driven kind of you know graphic novel. Yep. Like point and click. It's real good. I'm very excited for that sequel. Do we think the remake of Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time gets reintroduced this year and does come out this year? Reintroduced? Yeah. I don't know if it comes out. I think it gets reintroduced, and I think a lot of people were really deterred by that art style art that style. they, yeah, yeah. And I agree with everyone. You know, I didn't think the art style was that bad, but at the same time, it wasn't that good either. So I I'm see sure this... it'll be refined. Sorry, Justin, I didn't interrupt. My apologies. Go ahead, finish your thought. No, no, thought. just realistically, it looks like... Listen, I, Sands of Time is a very special game to me. Yeah. Um, it, it just looks like a, the phenomenal idea to reboot that series, and I hope everyone goes out and plays it. But at the same time, uh, that art style wasn't great, but <laughs> if you can, play it somewhere. Buy it. My worry with... Um, Prince of Persia is that I feel like Ubisoft was trying to make it cheap like trying to make it on the cheap as a remake bit of a bit of a cash grab of yeah. keep the cost low yeah. and maximize profits yeah and my on nostalgia my worry is is where is their because they know they probably have a idea of where they're gonna get like any project is gonna have an ROI like how much do they expect to make and how much time are they going to put in development costs into this if they only expect so much money back and it was what supposed to hit january last year early 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 2021 february or january 2021 i believe the initial release date was when it was announced so there's like a whole extra year plus uh, of development on it so I, I yeah. So it was announced. At, it was announced at Ubisoft Forward 2020, scheduled for January 21st, 2020. Yeah. So I could see a world where they just push it out this year because they're like, we've had enough. It needs to come out, or it's not going to make us any money. Yeah. I think knowing too that the development is happening primarily with their two Indian studios, uh, Ubisoft Mumbai and Ubisoft Pune, that. They just want to get it right because mm-hmm. there's two studios that are probably trying to build their pedigree within the organization. Yeah, sure. And I think that as long as they have the leadership in place to push back and say, hey, we want this game to come out. We know what this means to the fans. And yeah, maybe it doesn't make its money back, but I think they would rather it come out and not get lambasted the way that the announcement did. Fingers crossed. We'll see. Uh, I love Sands of Time. Sands of Time is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so fingers crossed. Fingers crossed indeed. Splatoon 3. Remember when Nintendo announced that for 2022? Yeah. Because I do. And it's coming because Nintendo don't miss. Yeah, I all Splatoon 2. hyped at all for Splatoon or is it just another Splatoon? My kids want it. I'm looking, I hope that people that, Your kids want like everything. that series yeah. enjoy it. I, I didn't play Splatoon 2 and I feel like the train has kind of departed the station. I should finish that story mode. I never finished it. Uh, yeah, my kids love Splatoon. Right. They're very excited about Splatoon 3. The game I'm most look f- looking forward to seeing, and I hope it hits this year, and I hope it's great. Developed by Tribute Games, published by .emu, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, the 2D side-scrolling beat-em-up featuring everybody's favorite heroes in a half-shell. Should be good. 
Should be I good. hope so. I, I think it'll be good. Uh, I, I could. I like those games where you can just play a four-player beat them up with friends. How many Vampire the Masquerade games are coming out this year? I'm not Too even many. looking at that. I'm skipping over them all. If you're into that franchise, great. I don't yeah. care. Does We've... Zelda come out this year? Does a Zelda? Does the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel release in calendar year 2022? No. Or do they hold that for March for the release of the Switch Pro? Which I'm going to... Speculating. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that, yes, it will release in November. Not coming this year. It'll come out next year. It will be for next year based on what Mitch just said, the Switch Pro. I think that comes out with the Switch Pro. I think Bayonetta 3 comes out with the Switch Pro. And I think Pokemon Gen 8 or Gen 9 misses the fall and comes out with the Switch Pro. Don't forget that Nintendo is weird. They don't always make logical decisions. Yeah, they did also release the GameCube version of Twilight Princess weeks after the release of the Wii version. Yeah. That's true. That did happen. Um, All right. The biggest video game related release or the biggest video game related releases of uh, 2022 could very well be the feature films we're getting from Universal, Paramount and Sony Pictures, with those being the untitled Mario film in December, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 in April and Uncharted on February 18th. And my fellow Canadians, specifically those in Ontario, because I don't know what the rules are for going to the cinema in Quebec. Are movie theaters going to be open in time for me to see this? Nope. I'm thinking no. Based uh, off the fact that Morbius got pushed, I think this one gets pushed as well. I will say, I have a, a podcast exclusive for all of you listening at home. Season 3 of Coast vs. Cooking is coming soon. Dates to be announced. Around the release of Sonic the Hedgehog Movie 2, I will be doing a Sonic-themed episode of my cooking show. You heard it here first, folks. I'm going to so pre-order that. If you can't... If you can't get to the movie theaters, tune in to twitch.tv slash live the weekend around that movie's release. That's all I have really to say. I'm really hoping by April we can go to the theaters, but uh, Uncharted, yeah, I think is going to be delayed or at least something we don't get to see, which is unfortunate because I I'm when we went and saw Spider-Man with no spoilers for Spider-Man, obviously. When this trailer aired before that, my sister turns to me and she's just like, hey, it's Spider-Man, but he's PlayStation. I'm like, yeah. She's like, we're gonna see that, right? I'm like, yeah, we're gonna see that. Yeah, my Hi, kids. Allie. You're so you're so cute. <laughs> um, I I talk about my kids a lot, but I showed them the trailer for it, and they're like, oh, it's Spider-Man. I'm like, no, it's not Spider-Man. It's it's Nathan Drake. Oh, is there, oh, this is before he was Spider-Man. No, no. It's, yes, it has nothing to do with Spider-Man. But he's doing Spider-Man, yes, Spider-Man moves <laughs> in there. Uncharted is a Spider-Man prequel film. You heard it here first. All right, to wrap it up, anyone got any? Anyone got a final hot take they want to just put out in the internet for 2022? Uh, I'm let's going over COVID. Get your boosters. <laughs> that's a good one, but I wouldn't say it's a hot take. I'd say that's a, a a need. I just want to say I'm going over all the other games set to release in 2022, and mind you, a lot of these games might just get delayed. But man, I forgot. Like, there's like a ill-informed reboot of Six Days in Fallujah that's supposedly supposedly coming later this year. Oh, There's a new System Shock game. There's Temtem, that like weird like Pokemon look-alike game with is that super out? crazy graphics and mocap. It is out in... It, so it is out in uh, Early Access. They have just released the final story piece of content in the pre-release version. Uh, which I am still thinking about picking up now that they've released the end of the story. 
Uh, but they are looking at adding some post-game content as well before they hit 1.0. Yes, I've been keeping a very close eye on this game because, yes, I'm addicted to anything even remotely as, like resembling the Pokemon franchise. So, hmm. yeah, this... I just didn't bring it up because it's already in early access. I go. guess if I had a like final hot take, it's that, you know, obviously this is all predicated on how many of these games actually do release this year. But if enough of them do release this year, this could end up being like a pretty stacked year with a lot of eclectic great releases but we'll have to see Ethan any hot takes before we wrap it up um yeah uh let's get a state of play out there uh let's get a I don't know what does Xbox do do they have state of plays what's their direct state of play uh, options uh, E3 uh game showcase game showcase I don't know like Summerfest. Summer Let's get one of those from the E3. One was the Xbox and Bethesda Game Showcase 2021. It's, uh, Xbox Talks, spelled T O X. Is that, is that true? Wait, is <laughs> no. it Insider? <laughs> if it it's Inside it, Xbox, but that was like oh. a, a monthly, like, just interview show, I think. Uh, Xbox, some sort of presentation. Okay. If Xbox anyone from Xbox know. is listening to this podcast Phil, right now, I'll give not. you Phil. Xbox Talks. They're not. I'll give you Xbox Talks, but it will cost you 30 Ethereum. No. You know how much that's worth, right? Yeah, it's worth 30 Ethereum. No, you know how much that's worth in US dollars, right? Uh, no. Oh, yeah. 0.1 Ethereum is like $500. Oh, wow. Yes, sure. That's yeah. a lot of yeah. money. Um, but yeah, no, let's... So you you asked for... What's the math on that? $150,000 <laughs> worth of Ethereum. I mean, Actually, right. it seems cheap. I, I would ask for nothing less for Xbox Talks spelled T-O-X. Good I, luck with that one. I think it's a okay, perfect okay. Ask Wait, price. Wait, X-Talks. Uh, X-Talks? They're saying. No. <laughs> Justin, any final predictions or hot takes? What is happening? Are we talking about NFTs? No, we're not. We're not talking about this. Justin, any final hot takes or predictions for 2022? Uh, no, I don't have any predictions, but I, it'll be interesting to see what actually moves off the grid, uh, considering a lot of these places are still working from home. So yeah. I'm not sure if that makes a difference or not. I'm not in game development. It, 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 as someone who's in software development, not game development, it matters. Yeah, yeah. It matters a lot. Yep. So we'll see what slips out, and people just need to be patient. If, if it, you know, if it's if it's not ready to go, and it's not ready to go, you'll find something else to fill the time. It's true. All right. Cool. All right. Well, with that, thank you for tuning into this episode of Press YYZ. If you enjoyed this, be sure to follow on Twitch, sub on YouTube, rate, review on iTunes. Spotify has that now. So if you do that, that'd be great. Uh, follow us along on this journey on Twitter at Press YYZ. Slide into Discord. Invite.gg slash Press YYZ to keep this conversation going. And Cozy. don't forget to give Justin a follow over on Twitter. He is at Justin, J-U-S-H-I-N. Uh, he's a cool guy and a good follow. Yeah, I yeah. Usually... All the social links will be in the description of this video on YouTube or podcast service, wherever you get it. But as always, thank you, Justin, for joining us. This was a blast. Thank you guys for having me. This was a lot of fun. It's always good to catch up with you guys. Yeah, thanks, Justin. We yeah, really do appreciate you coming on. Awesome. Yeah. 
And uh, if there's anything you'd like to see us do differently or anything, anyone you'd like to see us have on the show, if you'd like to come on the show, just reach out to us, let us know, because we'd be happy to chat with you about all things video games. But until next time, thank you for playing.